Mercy, you didn't read your favorite passage. Oh, you mean least favorite? Oh, okay, that's it. Okay, so, so we we missed the beginning of uh, the the Saint Paul's letter to the Ephesians, perhaps the most unpopular verse in the Bible. Um, of course, I won't unpack that too much, other than just mention. Uh, this is FYI, where he says, "Brothers and sisters, be subordinate to one another, out of reverence for Christ. Wives should be subordinate to their husbands, uh, and so forth." But I will just say that if we if we understand uh, the the word, the idea of submission, biblically and culturally, it does not have the same shock value as it does for us today, and it also. Um, uh, reveals a uh, complementarity of male-female because he says in the very beginning, be subordinate to one another. And so at the beginning of our gospel reading, we hear uh, Jesus' disciples shocked at this difficult teaching as if Jesus was just preaching on this issue of St. Paul. He asked them, does this shock you? And indeed, uh, it very well could have. Issues regarding male-female and marriage have been unpopular for centuries. In fact, John the Baptist lost his head over uh, calling out Herod Herod for uh, adultery. So some things never change, and the disciples very well could have abandoned Jesus for uh, preaching these difficult truths. However, Jesus was not preaching about that. Jesus was preaching about something even more controversial than this. And that is the Eucharist. And yes, that is controversial. In the gospel today, this is the fourth Sunday in a row where we have been hearing from chapter six of John, commonly called the bread of life discourse. Uh, where he talks about the necessity of eating his flesh and drinking his blood to have eternal life. We missed it last weekend because of the assumption, but normally uh, this would have been four weekends in a row uh, during the summer here. And after he talks about this necessity of drinking his blood and eating his body, it says As a result of this, many of the disciples returned to their former way of life and no longer accompanied him. So they not only did not believe in this difficult teaching, but they went back to their former way of life. They no longer followed him. They no longer lived according to his teachings. And this is not surprising. It's an issue today in our own day. Uh, There was a popular um, poll that came out a couple years ago, made the headlines, and it said that only about a third of Catholics believe in the church's teaching on the Eucharist. And that is that in the Eucharist, the Blessed Sacrament, is contained the full presence of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. That is the church's uh, long-standing ancient teaching, uh, that the real presence of Jesus Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity is contained in the Eucharist, not just a symbol, 
not just a piece of bread that represents that, but it actually is that. And that's where the word transubstantiation comes from. Uh, just taking that word literally, the changing of the substance, transubstantiation. So a ontological or metaphysical change happens in the Eucharist. <clears throat> and this is, of course, a difficult teaching. A, because it requires faith, but also because belief in the real presence is not only foundational for our lives as Catholics, it's really just the beginning of, of our lives. The Eucharist is so much more than just the real presence. It's a way of life if we properly understand it. And that is why the disciples who couldn't accept this teaching didn't just keep following Jesus while ignoring that teaching, they left him altogether. And so we have to think about, uh, as Catholics, uh, are we really distinct from the rest of the world? Because if we think about what we have, we have this key to eternal life, to the presence of Christ here on earth. And if all that is true, what the Catholic Church teaches, then our lives should be quite distinct from uh, everybody else in the world, or at least it, it should be noticeable that we possess something that others don't have. And thinking about this this week reminded me of a very famous uh, ancient letter. Uh, it's called the Letter to Diognetus. Um, it, it's a, a letter of an anonymous Christian from the early centuries writing to his pagan friend, um, kind of describing sort of in secular terms what a Catholic is. It's a very famous uh, ancient writing. And I just want to quote a couple sentences from this. It's worth hearing. <clears throat> this Christian says, Christians are indistinguishable from other men, either by nationality, language, or customs. With regards to dress, food, manner of life in general, they follow the customs of whatever city they happen to be living in whether it is Greek or foreign. And yet, there is something extraordinary about their lives. They live in their own countries as though they were only passing through. They play their full role as citizens, but labor under all the disabilities of aliens. Any country can be their homeland, but for them, their homeland, wherever it may be, is a foreign country. Like others, they marry and have children, but they do not expose them, or ancient form of abortion. They share their meals, but not their wives. They live in the flesh, but are not governed by the desires of the flesh. And so we see from ancient times, there was this uh, um, hope and expectation among Christians that Yes, we possess something different, and our lives outwardly should be marked by that. And sadly, I don't think that is the case today. Polls and such have shown, but even just our common experience, uh, are Catholics really that different from everybody else in the culture, in the world, uh, morally and otherwise? Not really, I don't think. And so, why is that? And that's directly connected to this lack of belief in the Eucharist. 
Uh, and that is why Cardinal Sean has declared these two years the year of the Eucharist, to call us back to these great truths. The Catechism says that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life. So think about that. The source and summit, meaning think of the source. That means that every good work that we do begins here at Mass. And what is given to us at Mass in the Eucharist is our source of life for everything we should do out in the world. Not just for our prayer lives, but for everything. And it's the summit of our lives, meaning everything we do out in the world comes back and has its sort of uh, climax here at the Eucharist. And so we have to think more deeply about what the Eucharist is. It's more than just receiving the body and blood of Christ, which in itself is amazing. But the Eucharist is the sacrifice of Christ represented on the altar being offered, that offering to the Father being represented. And so if the Eucharist is the source and the summit of our lives, that means that every little sacrifice we make in our daily lives, we can unite that to the sacrifice of Christ here on the altar and, and unite that to the Father and then receive new life from that. Because the Christian life is all about dying to ourselves so that Christ can live in us. And dying to ourselves is painful and challenging, but God gives us the Eucharist to be able to do that, not only well, but joyfully. And so the Eucharist truly is a way of life that is central to our practice of the faith as Catholics. And it's something we can all grow into, even if you already believe in this teaching, uh, that that's not just the end. I mean, I just think about just myself. I mean, I say the Mass every day, and I try to make it the center of my day. But, you know, there are times when I'm kind of rushing into Mass and not really prayerful, not maybe a little distracted, or, or maybe after Mass, I'm just kind of ru rushing off to the next thing as if nothing important just happened. And so this teaching is always just a reminder to me and to all of us that Objectively speaking, this is the most important thing of our day and of our week. We have to believe that. This is the most important moment of our day and of our week as the source and summit of our lives. And so in this way, the church's teaching on the Eucharist reminds us not only is Christ, Christ's real presence contained in his body, blood, soul, and divinity, but it is truly a way of life. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.